Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. This is Love Your Work Life, episode 69. I have a special treat for you today. I am sharing a webinar that I did recently called Job Search 101. In it, I go through the three things you must have to have a successful job search. And by successful, I mean landing a job quickly and doing it as easily and stress-free as possible. Having a resume that opens doors, a job search strategy that gets you in front of more humans more often, and interview skills that showcase your value. So listen in. I know you're going to love it. I'm so excited to talk to you about how to make your job search work for you instead of work you over, okay? Because I know you're dealing with a lot of stuff. You're dealing with rejection. You're building your resilience. There's so much going on. And I want to give you some tips today of how to make it as easy and stress-free as possible. So let me share my screen and let's get started. First of all, job search success takes three things. You've got to have a resume that's opening doors. There's no doubt about that. And I'm going to give you some really good tips on how to make that happen. You need a strategy that gets you in front of humans. I know it feels like you're so disconnected from people when you're doing online applications, feels like it's going into a black hole. And not only that, you're just, you're getting these emails filling your inbox with, thank you so much. We'll be in touch or we've moved another direction. I'm going to help you bypass that. And then you also need to have interview skills that showcase your value. We're going to go into that as well. So first of all, let's talk about the goal of a resume. The goal of a resume is to really tell your story on a piece of paper. What problems did you solve? How did you interact with people? What are your strengths? What did you do? Even behaviors, how do you show up when you're solving problems? That's those behavioral interview questions, right? Well, you can actually tackle some of that right on your resume. It's also about what you contributed. What were your results? What was the impact? Don't be shy about talking about your accomplishments. But the key is that all of that aligns to the role that you're seeking. Your resume is not everything you want to say about yourself. So that should help right? Because now you know it doesn't need to be three pages or longer, right? It can be one page. It can be two pages. Every single square inch of that resume is prime real estate. You want to use it to the best of your ability in the best way possible. And so don't get fancy, my friends. Do not get fancy extra embellishments, a photo, graphs, and things like that. Listen, recruiters don't care about that. 
I, I know it because I'm interacting with them on LinkedIn all the time. What they need to know is the value that you bring to the table. And that's why a resume that is right to the point, that is simply styled and covers all of these things is super important. It's your marketing document. I talk about job search in terms of marketing all the time because that's that's part of my background. But if you think about it, good marketing actually doesn't feel like marketing. It doesn't feel salesy. It doesn't feel convincing, but it does feel relevant. It does connect. It's It creates rapport. These are the things that you want to pay attention to when you are building your resume. Now, if you don't have a great format, if you're not sure if your resume is doing the job for you, you'll know because it's not opening doors. It's not creating conversations. So please be sure to check out my free resume course. It's called How to Stay Out of the Black Hole. Um, I'm pretty sure I have it on LinkedIn uh, in one of my features. So be sure to check it out there. If not, of course, message me and I'm happy, happy to send it to you. I will walk you through all of the specifics, what to do and what not to do when it comes to applicant tracking systems, because there are some things that can trip it up a little bit. And it doesn't mean that there's some kind of a bot, you know, rejecting you. That's not the case. What an applicant tracking system does is it files and ranks applicants. So you want to show up high in that ranking with a resume that's optimized for the online application, but more importantly, for the human being that is going to be reading it. So make sure that you're talking about these things, the problems, your interactions, your strengths, all your contributions, metrics. If you don't have metrics to share, no problem. You have relationship accomplishments, right? Times that you have influenced someone or changed somebody's mind. These are the things that you can include on your resume that are going to move the needle and going to create those open doors for you. Now, let's move on to job search strategy. When you are doing a job search, you must apply focus and intention. Decide what roles you're seeking and commit to it. If you are like me and you've had kind of an eclectic career because you like a lot of different things, then you might be tempted to apply for a lot of different things. And it's not that that's a bad thing, but it takes your focus away. It interrupts your strategy because you're constantly bouncing around from one thing to another and you're because your resume needs to be relevant to the role and your message in interviews needs to be relevant to the role then you might be by trying to do everything you might be watering down your message in one way or another and I don't want you to do that I want you to decide just make a decision and go for it Listen, you can change your mind later if that particular direction isn't getting traction. That's no problem, but give it some time. All my clients who you know start the job search strategy that I teach them always come back to me. It's like never fails. We're like seven days in, it's not working. 
and it will work, but you've got to work it. You've got to stay on it and be consistent and intentional. I want you to also avoid endless online applications. The stats, my friends, you can look them up for yourself, are not good when it comes to online applications and the result of that. I recently compiled my own data on this. And out of 125 online applications, only seven resulted in an interview. Of those seven, three moved forward into a progression of interview conversations, and there was one offer. Those percentages do not work for you. That's why I want you to reach out to humans, okay? Uh, if you want to apply for a job first and then reach out, totally fine. I know sometimes you feel like you need a reason to reach out. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that on the next slide. And if an application gives you that reason, then, then fine, apply online. But don't neglect that direct outreach component to your job search. I'll describe it here, but I have a 12 minute video, super short on my YouTube channel that you can go to and I will demo exactly how to find recruiters and hiring managers, and even a little bit of how they find you because LinkedIn is a big giant search engine. So people are using keywords and search terms to find you on LinkedIn, just like you're trying to find them, okay? So be sure to leverage this platform. That's the beauty of it. It's a job posting site, but it's also a social media platform. So you can always find someone, always, always, always. So when you see a job that you like, always look to see if the person who posted the job is included in that post. Because if they've revealed themselves, I want you to take that as an open invitation to reach out. Now you can use an in-mail, LinkedIn gives you that option, but you know what? Connection requests work just as well. So click on their profile, send a connection request, include a note. And in that note, you can be super duper short and sweet. The good news is, as I think LinkedIn only gives you like 300 characters in that little connection request note. So you can't slip into convincing energy, selling yourself, giving all the bullet points of why that role is perfect for you because there's not room for it. So what you're going to do is you are going to say, hello, name. I'm reaching out to connect with you and let you know of my interest in, and then use the exact job title. I look forward to connecting and learning more about your goals for the position. That's it. That is it. Super short and sweet. You're letting them know the exact job that you're looking for. And I always like ending it with learning about your goals for the position because psychologically you're making that about them. You don't have an ask. You're just wanting to learn more and you're giving them a chance to share. That's such a powerful way to end those connection requests. So please do it every single time. Now, the stats on this strategy, the minimum that my clients are getting with this strategy is 25% of their connection requests accepted. 
Now with that acceptance is your chance to get your resume in front of them. Can you imagine one in four connection requests is your opportunity to share your resume and know it's getting in front of a human being? Killer. It's a killer strategy. It works. Now, when you get that connection request acceptance, do not worry if they have not sent you a message back, like their thank you or anything else like that. You don't need to worry about that. They accepted. That's all you needed them to do. Now you can respond back with, thank you so much for accepting my connection request. I look forward to meeting you and learning more about the position. In the meantime, I've attached my resume for your reference because in those DMs, you can include attachments. That's it. Think about how long it takes you to fill out an online job application. You know, probably 40, 45 minutes, if not longer, if you have to write a cover letter for it and all, you know, the little bit of tailoring that you're going to do on your resume to make sure it aligns. So how many recruiters could you reach out to in that 45 minutes? You could reach out to a bunch because even if they don't have their profile on the job post, what you're going to do is go back to the company page, look at the people section of the company page, and then type in the keyword recruiter and look for a recruiter. Go to the profiles, do some investigation. You will oftentimes be making your best educated guess about who to reach out to. And if it's a very large company, you can reach out to two or three recruiters and maybe even mention, I also reached out to your colleague, wasn't sure who was the right person, but would love to talk with you about the position and learn more about your goals for it. Okay, you know what to do. Go find this video. It's going to walk you through it all step by step. The other thing that you want to think about is to decide the results you will create in advance and stick to it. It feels like a job search is a completely new territory. Suddenly, you don't know how to be organized. You don't show up on time. It's sporadic. Or you get into a big, giant rabbit hole, and next thing you know, you've spent four hours on LinkedIn and haven't applied to anything. It doesn't need to be that way. Let's put it like that. Plug and play the habits that you had in your work life into your job search. That means first and foremost, schedule stuff and obey your calendar. I imagine you probably never missed a meeting. You always showed up for meetings when you were working. Schedule that time, break it up into chunks of time. So maybe part of the time is finding jobs and put saving them. And then another chunk of time is going back to your saved jobs and looking for a recruiter and reaching out. Schedule it, show up. It's gonna make it so much easier. And the cool thing is it's like muscle memory because as soon as you start applying those really good workplace habits that you had in your role or you have in your current role, if you're currently employed and looking, then it's gonna make your job search so much easier, okay? I promise you, I promise you. And you'll be creating results in various areas in the process at the same time. So sometimes you're interviewing, of course, it's gonna get on your schedule. Sometimes you're just 
job searching. Sometimes you're reaching out. Maybe there's a little bit of networking going on because you see someone a, like a former colleague who works for a company that you're targeting. All of these little things will come together. You can get them all done at the same time, just like you can manage multiple priorities in your work life. The best piece of this is that it builds trust and confidence in yourself because now you can show up when you must. And that's a great empowering feeling, knowing you can trust yourself to show up when you are in your job search. If you're having trouble with this, I encourage you to think about the behaviors and actions you wanna take. And if you're not doing it, it's because of a feeling. It's something you're feeling about the idea of applying for jobs or spending time on LinkedIn, looking for recruiters. You have a thought about that that is creating a feeling. And your feeling is what motivates an action. And listen, inaction is an action, right? It's a behavior. So you want to reverse engineer. If you have behaviors you don't like, it's because it's a feeling and the feeling is created by a thought. Anytime you have taken action and it felt really good, what was the thought you were thinking at that time? When you dove right into a project and just put all your intention and attention into it, I guarantee you, you had a feeling about it. And the reason you had a positive feeling about it is because of something you were thinking. Go back and look for that thought because thoughts are the one thing we can all control. So get that thought and then just decide that that's the one you're going to use whenever you need to feel better to take the kind of action that you want to take in your job search. All right, next, we want you showcasing your value. This is interviews, my friends. This is a way that you communicate your unique qualities. This happens because you are super close and self-aware about your transferable skills. It's about leveraging your workplace strengths. And by workplace strengths, I mean those behaviors that underpin your success. So if you are, have attention to detail, that's a behavior that's underpinning success. Maybe you're very communicative. Maybe you love presenting. Maybe you're very social. That is a behavior that's underpinning your success. If you're someone who's naturally collaborative or you work at a very methodical or even meticulous pace, Maybe you, you have a sense of urgency about you all the time. If you're like me, people could hear me coming when I was walking through the hallways at work because I just have a fast pace. I'm always walking fast. I'm talking fast and I'm communicating quickly. All of those kinds of behaviors are the underpinnings of your success. Know what they are so that when you're asked a behavioral type question, you're not just sharing tasks, you're actually sharing how you show up. If someone said, so tell me about how you handle conflict in the workplace. You could say, well, I'm naturally good at creating a sense of harmony amongst my peers. I'm someone who's a great listener. And because of that, it's very easy for me to dig deeper and understand what's really bothering someone so that 
we can get to a solution as quickly as possible. Now, I just described behaviors, but isn't it cool how suddenly the person that I'm talking to or that you're talking to will be able to visualize exactly who you are and how you show up? This is how you do it. And you've also got to connect the dots from role to role. I know it feels like with such a great resume that's working for you and you got invited to the interview that it should make sense, right? They should be able to figure it out of how this role equals that role or the, your success here demonstrates your capacity for success over there. It seems like they should be able to figure it out and maybe they should, but I don't want you depending on them to do that. You connect the dots, you guide that narrative. And if someone asked you, wow, it's really interesting that you're making this leap from you know business analysis to marketing, you can say, you know, I can understand why you might feel that way. But to be perfectly honest, the best marketers are the ones who understand the levers and the metrics and the story that those things are telling so that they can make better decisions in the marketing message. You control that narrative. You show them the logic behind your move from one role to another, whether that's uh, a role that is elevated, then you talk about the management-ish things in your previous role that make the logic so super easy to understand. The other thing is that the best interviews are conversations. And it is 100% possible for you to take more ownership and more control during interviews and create opportunities to showcase your value with conversation. And here's how you're gonna do it. You're gonna be very well prepared. You're gonna go in with curiosity and you're gonna leverage the power of the questions you ask to showcase your value. First of all, do your research. Know the company, know the role, um, combine the job description, or let's say connect the job description to things you have done. That's part of your research. It's, it's research is about them, but it's, it's taking a deeper dive and doing a little research on your own and about your roles in the past and how they connect. But more importantly, it's super powerful to make sure you are prepared mentally, create a sense of certainty, release all your doubts, recall all of your relevant accomplishments and achievements before you ever go in. I like to suggest starting with what I call a doubt download. Get all the weird and creepy thoughts out of your brain right up front. You know, don't carry that baggage in there with you into the interview. Get it all out. And after it's out, refill your mind with the thoughts as if you were a 10 out of 10 for that role. What is someone who's perfect for the role thinking about themselves? I've got this. Everything about my career history supports this move. You know the thoughts that are going to help you feel better going in. Write them all down. Next, recall your relevant accomplishments. 
This is where you go back and you write them out in detail. I even say your favorite accomplishments. And if you are having a little trouble with this, start with a favorite accomplishment that isn't even work related. Because the purpose of doing this is not only to have those accomplishments top of mind as you enter the interview, but it's to feel great. Because when you feel good, you are changing your brain chemistry. You are elevating the levels of, of dopamine and whatever else that's in there that will help you um, elevate your critical thinking, that'll help you think on your feet and be responsive and engaged throughout the conversation. It is absolutely worth it doing this. And listen, don't hold out on this preparation for just the most important interviews. Do this before a recruiter call. They're the gatekeepers. They decide if you move forward or not. So why not be your absolute best in all of those even little screening calls? Next is about curiosity. Be more interested in them and their unique perspective. And by them, I mean the different people at the different stages of the interview. Focus on their role and their purpose in the process. The recruiter needs to understand as much about you as possible so that they can move you forward. So of course, it's perfectly acceptable to ask, how can I help you? What is it that you need to know about me in order to feel comfortable moving me forward? Ask that question. Take notes. Use active listening. This is your way to evaluate the opportunity for you. And because you're taking notes and even mention, of course, you know, if it's a phone call or if it's a video, you know, just stop in for a second and say, you know, what, I'm going to take a note on that. That sounds like it's something really important that I should remember when I go into the interview process. This is your way of showing that you care and it's your way of evaluating the opportunities fit for you. Take notes throughout man, that really shows a hiring manager or a panel or an executive that you care. I remember one time I went into a panel interview and it was actually with the team that I would be leading. And someone had a unique name. Um, I, I knew it was a unique spelling. It wasn't a unique name, but it was a unique spelling of the name because I recall that I saw that when I looked them looked everybody up on LinkedIn before the interview. Yeah, you can do that too. And so when this person introduced themselves, I said, how do you spell that? And this was such an amazing moment. That person felt so heard and appreciated because they had a unique spelling of their name that probably almost everybody was spelling wrong because they were going to the default version. Those little things make a difference. Pay attention. And through the notes that you're taking and through those conversations, always be evaluating the opportunity for you. This, you can have your list of non-negotiables. You can have your screening call questions so that you are making sure that this is a great fit. And it's something that you can commit to throughout the interview process. Some companies have short processes. Some of them are rigorous and we know who those are. So if you know the role is fit for you, then you're going to be able to commit to whatever that interview process is. All right, questions. Ask questions throughout. It's not just about information. 
It is to give you more opportunities to share your experience, your value, and your potential for creating impact. Use strategic questions to uncover pain points. Use clarifying questions to get context and then respond with relevant experience and results. So if you were in an interview and you asked the question, what's the biggest challenge facing the person who will be in this role? And you get an answer like, well, the team has been all over the place. We have had to change leadership several times. And that's really just you know, one of the challenges. We just don't think people are performing at their best because we just haven't had consistent leadership then your response could be, thank you so much for that transparency. I really appreciate that. You know, over the course of my career, I have walked into a number of situations where a leader left for one reason or another, and the team was in a little bit of chaos. That's actually happens to be one of my strengths. I'm able to come in, ask questions, get a temperature about where everybody is, and then work alongside them to start building confidence, building trust, and then start elevating performance and consistency. Now see how that answer, the hiring manager's answer to that question revealed something that I could go right to and describe about my experience you're going to be in higher levels of critical thinking. So when they share that example of what the challenge is, trust me, you're going to be okay. You're going to be able to think of something. And what's great about it is now they're getting a sense of who you are, how you show up, and even what it would be like to have you on the team leading that group of people. So, so good, my friends. If you want more, I've taken you through the three things that you must do, a great resume, a job search strategy that gets you in front of people and interview skills. If you need more help with this, then we take a deep dive into all of this in my course, Job Search Field Guide. I have put everything that I do in my one-on-one -on -one coaching into a step-by-step, -step, five weeks, one module a week, so you won't be overwhelmed. By the time you get to week five and you're getting ready for interviews to bump up your interview preparation and have those stellar interview skills, you're ready. Because if you're doing all the other stuff by week five, you're interviewing my friend. It happens. It's set up that way on purpose so that you can have a resume that clearly leverages your value, a strategy that's an easy, repeatable process. What I talked to you about reaching out to humans and then interview skills, questions to ask, everything you need. I'm going to give you tons of examples with interviewing that you can use to up your game. I invite you to take a look at this because it will be something that you can leverage now and forever. Because once you join Job Search Field Guide, you have lifetime access to it. I give you access not only to all to the five modules, to the step-by-step -step process, but I show up weekly live to coach you on anything job search related. So you can show up live and ask your questions, or you can watch the recordings of all these coaching sessions. Trust me, you will have exactly what you need. The course is only $9.97. 
And, or you can do a payment plan. You can do three payments of 375. It's easy peasy. Just go to elisashuck-careercoach.com forward slash job search field guide. All the info you need is in there. I want to see you in there. I want to see you land a job that you feel great about and do it as soon as possible. Okay, a common question is, won't people be annoyed if I'm reaching out and sending connection requests? And the answer is no. What is a recruiter's job? A recruiter's job is to find great candidates to source amazing people to move forward to a hiring manager. So if you reach out, think about it. You're just actually making their life easier. You're raising your hand saying, I would love to talk with you about this role. Not only that, but a connection request is increasing the size of their network. So who doesn't want to do that? Will everybody respond to you? Probably not. But listen, I've got clients that are getting up to 70% of their connection requests accepted and getting in front of people quickly and easily. And especially if you are working and you just don't have time, this direct outreach approach works great because you don't have to apply online. You can just reach out directly. You can just be bold and raise your hand and you can do a lot. You can really increase your volume with that in a super short amount of time so that you're not putting in a lot of late nights or early mornings, job searching around your schedule. So is it annoying? No. <laughs> if that's a thought you're having about it, banish that thought, my friends, and think instead, no, I'm helping them. I'm making a difference. I'm raising my hand here. Okay. Another common theme that happens is, you know, how long does it take to get a job? And I remember a stat out there back when I was making a change from an executive role where I was leaving a company where I was a senior vice president and co-founder into another, another role in another industry. And it took me 30 days. That was it. I was an executive. So I had the salary, the comp that went along with that. And so that stat that's out there that it takes one month for every 10K of salary does not have to be true for you, my friends. You can land quickly and easily just doing these things, a simple, straightforward resume, a job search strategy that is reaching out directly to people and then leveraging questions and leveraging all your value in your interviews. That's what I did myself. And that's why I know it works because I did it and I've got lots and lots, hundreds of clients that are doing it and it works for them too. This is so easy. This is 101. This isn't the advanced course in college. This is the entry level course. And it's so practical. It's so executable. So I hope you take to heart what I taught you. And more than that, I hope I see you inside Job Search Field Guide. All right. Thanks, everybody. 
If you like listening to this podcast and you are going to love my program, Job Search Field Guide, this is a unique opportunity. I offer group coaching alongside a five-step process to help you land a job quickly. So I hope you will join me in Job Search Field Guide. This is going to be revolutionary to your career journey and your job search, and you get lifetime access. So find it at elisashuck-careercoach.com, and I will see you there.